You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Episode 24 of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing, little guy? Uh, I'm good, man. I'm just sitting here picturing, just listening to the crowd chanting and clapping their hands as I'm coming in. Just a good morning. Just a good morning. Welcome. Welcome. No, I'm kidding. Everything's going well, man. Everything's going well. How are you doing? Uh, well, I was going to say, at least it was a good morning for you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a bad morning. It's just I wish I could get like, you know, four hours of sleep uh, consecutively, just maybe one night in the past year. That'd be fantastic. <sighs> you and my sister, you guys know what you signed up for. <laughs> I tried to take a nap yesterday and I wasn't even allowed to take a nap. That's all I'm going to say. I heard the youngest uh, walked to your room one night and uh, hit uh, hit your wife on the hand to wake her up. <laughs> well, so we're trying. He's only sleeping in his crib um, about three hours at a time at the most. Mm-hmm. So we decided to put him and his brother in the uh, same bed in his brother's bed and see if that worked. And it did. I, th- he sleeps like, um, last night they slept like four hours, five hours, I think together. But then within 20 minutes, they were both in our bed at the same time. And it's like the past two nights I've been battling them, putting them back in their bed and I was just tired. I just needed to sleep. Nothing I did yesterday. I could not wake up. I was just an absolute zombie all day. <laughs> I had no energy for anything. Um, thankfully, you guys came over and took him for a walk. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he. Uh, <clears throat> I put him back in his brother's bed. His brother came to the room, whatever, it's normal. And then he comes walking in. And uh, my wife was not prepared for him to come walking in. <laughs> so it scared her a little bit. <laughs> that's hilarious i've been noticing now what you mentioned last time about maybe two episodes ago about how he walks he just walks with so much just swag just so much just like he's got control of it and i've been really paying attention to that and it's and that's and that's very true he does he walks with walks with a little bit of attitude and it's it's <laughs> it's funny <laughs> Yeah, he, uh, you know, he's only been walking, what, two months, maybe three. I think it's two months. And he tries running. He tries moving as fast as he can. But when he walks around, you better get out of his way because he knows what he's doing. Don't touch me. I'm independent. Yeah, but most definitely can see that. That's good, man. That That is... That's good. Um, I'm, so yeah, you're, you sound like you're just 
constantly tired. I'm I'm the opposite. I mean, I got a little bit of energy, but uh, yeah, man, my son's doing well, living well, getting skinny as heck, getting lanky, and just, I mean, we're past, you know, the point of having full-blown conversations. I mean, he's He's getting a little bit, getting a little bit sassy. <laughs> He'll give you some attitude, which is, which is funny. Yeah, he's four, so it's about that age. About that age. I got a two and a half year old who's going on six, right? so <laughs> I understand the sassiness. Absolutely, man. But, but yeah, man, that's. I don't know. I've been, I've been, I've been doing well. Sounds like you've been doing well. Just tired. Um, excited, man. We're keeping this thing going. Yeah. Um, I even though we do it fairly early on Sundays, I still look forward to waking up and doing this. So, absolutely. Just a matter if uh, the kids sleep in and let mommy sleep, or she's got to get up and deal with them, but. Yeah, yeah she gets work. she gets to sleep in on Saturdays, and I try to get her to sleep in as much as possible. Set her up for success when I come down here to record this. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so what's going on, man? I mean, what? What? what we, we got we got we got some questions, right? We got asking all them questions. We got statements. We got we got a good amount of questions. So what we're gonna do now is uh, I would like to you know maybe we do half the questions now and we can do the other half at the end, um, kind of keep the conversation alive and keep it going. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun when we get other people's ideas of <clears throat> what they want us to talk about and um, maybe they haven't heard uh, how things work. In the sports world, you know, get your opinion on uh, some other sports, and I mean, there's there's stuff to, stuff to talk about because sports are still happening. Mm-hmm. Amazingly, I mean, your Cardinals are trying their hardest to get it to be canceled because they knew that they weren't going to have a good year. But it is what it is at this oh, point. Dude. I was waiting for you to say something like that. Uh we're just going to tank the entire baseball season because we know that we're not ready. <laughs> if only that was their game plan. I highly doubt that. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know you just got to talk talk some trash. Oh, yeah. Uh, before we... Hit, there we go. All right, it's my headphones. They weren't oh. plugged in great. <laughs> Your headphones? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's all good. So I do, I have, uh, I have those two questions I sent you. Do you want me to go ahead and just read those off or do you want me to read one and you read another? I was thinking we could start with the one about players who opt out of the NFL. Ooh, yeah, let's. And then, and then we could go to, uh, go to the college football. Indeed. Um, yes, indeed. Pull- I have it pulled up here. All right, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so uh NFL players opting out um the question is basically uh what do they get if they opt out and then um if there should be any penalties mm. 
for players who choose the health of their themselves and their family over a job. Okay. Um, so what do they get? So I looked this up because I figured we do. I do a little bit of research. Of course, of course. So they had a deadline that was August third to opt out, um, no consequences, and it didn't have to be uh, medical reasons or it was whatever. If they didn't want to play, they don't. They didn't have to. Um, the year doesn't like counts against their contract. So like, if you had a one year deal. You're going to be a free agent. During the last year of your deal, you're going to be a free agent. Um, But you only make $350,000. I mean, only compared to your normal contract. So, like, Dante Hightower was making, you know, he was probably making, I would say, double-digit millions, probably. Of course. And he he opted out. So, he's only going to make $350,000, and it's set up and to be paid in increments. Um, so that's, that's what they get if they opted out before August 3rd. Um, now players can still opt out if they have a medical reason, if they become more, um, if they come get diagnosed with a condition that makes them high, high risk then they fall under the same the same stipend as the people who uh, opted out before August 3rd and then um people you can still opt out even if it's not for medical reasons and you get $200,000 onto your uh instead of your contract what you were supposed to be paid but you have to add a year onto your contract if you do that. Have to so, add a year. Yeah. So this year doesn't count against your contract. So if you had a one-year deal and you opted out now and you didn't have any underlying conditions, then you would still have your one same one-year deal next year. Uh, that's okay. Okay. That's, that's, does that make sense? That does. That does. So, like, if you have, you just signed a four-year deal, then next year you're still going to have four years. That's good. Whereas if you opt, you opt out for medical reasons or for before that deadline, that year is done. Like it counts. Okay. Does that make sense? <clears throat> it does. It that most definitely does make sense, and I, I, I guess it, it's like I said, it's ultimately up to the player. At least, at least you know they were given options um okay that makes that makes who knows if the league's even gonna play at this point right right what was the second part to that question um is there a punishment should Uh, they be punished like absolutely not right no like what no no job (laughs) no matter how much it pays is worth you or your family's life exactly period Exactly. I mean, you know, you just look at that Red Sox pitcher who now has a heart condition because of this disease. Like, and that's not uncommon. 
Yeah, I mean, it's ultimately up to the players, and I think, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a bit, I'm a bit frustrated with Deion Sanders. Did you see what he said? No, man, Deion Sanders made a statement here. I'm trying to pull it up. I'm trying to pull up what Deion Sanders had to say about about all this. He pretty much he called out called out the players who are opting out. Like here, and I'm, I'm going to read his read this tweet from prime time. I'm trying to find the right one, but long story short, he pretty much just went off on players opting out. Okay, here it is, here it is, here it is. Sorry, it took forever. All right, Deion Sanders yesterday came out with this statement on Twitter, and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way because I just feel like it's important for, especially especially as a former athlete, that being Deion Sanders, he should understand that it's just a sport and it's not. Here's the the problem, though, with that is Deion was – his talent level and how he played and how he – handled his fame as different from how, you know, people who honestly, let's say middle of the road NFL player, let's say brand new NFL player would be, uh, you know, Dion was in that upper echelon and he was treated that way. True. And honestly, his stats back up how he was. So like, I feel like Dion just, his grasp of reality. I mean, this is a guy who went back and forth on Twitter with an all pro safety about football. And he told him, well, maybe if you ever made the league, uh, you would know. And he was talking to Bayard from the Titans. He's like, dude, I was an all pro safety last year. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I play for the Tennessee Titans. I'm yeah. not some average show. Like, that's who we're talking about right now. That's true. Let me read this, though. He said, okay, he said <clears throat> from Deion Sanders, all players opting out in all sports, please believe the game will go on without you. This is a business, and don't you ever forget that. There's no one that's bigger than the game itself. Only the refs, umps, and officials are that important that you can't play without them. Not you. <laughs> See... Sure. I mean, yeah, but one player, however. But you're making, you're trying to make the players who opted out feel bad for the decision that they made. You don't know any of their underlying issues, medical issues that they may have. You don't know if their wife has some underlying medical issues or if their grandmother or grandfather is living in, you know, under their roof. You know what I mean? You just don't, yeah. you just don't, you just don't know. So you can't just automatically assume that. I don't know. When I read it, I'll be honest. I believe that Dion was coming from a standpoint of you guys are soft. You guys are soft for opting out. Um, that's not how we did it back in our day. And, you know, shame on you. Now, that's just my opinion. That's just my interpretation. I'm, I'm not saying it's right, but that's just how I, you know, interpreted that statement. Um, and knowing it's coming from prime time himself, I kind of feel as if that's probably the way that he wanted it to be interpreted. <laughs> So I don't know. I just feel like you can't just you can't, you know, bash players for opting out. 
because, I mean, this is a pandemic. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows what happens <laughs> to you personally when you catch it because exactly. it affects different organs on different people. Yep. It's, I don't know. I, I just, I don't understand that mindset, I guess. Uh, maybe it's because I'm still fairly young at 33, plan on having, you know, 40 to 60 years left to live. Like, that's more than I've lived so far. Right. Like, that's how I'm looking at this instead of looking at it right this second. Like, you know, last time I talked about um, people taking losses at the top and that why I get so frustrated and I've figured out how to put it to words is it seems like the people who have the most keep asking for more from the people who have the least instead of give more. So, (laughs) you know, you got these uh, NFL owners who are asking, Oh, I can't pay you person who works a concession stand um, anything because, you know, I have to keep mine even though you can barely live paycheck to paycheck and I cannot be paid for the rest of my life and I'll still have more money than you could ever imagine. (laughs) I can't do anything to help you out. Exactly. You have NBA players. Yes, they're making millions, but you have them giving to the concession workers. You have them making funds to pay for minor leaguers in baseball. You have them. Yeah, didn't Kyrie Irving do something like that? Um, gosh, what did, oh, he's paying for WNBA, NBA players who opted out to, uh, focus on equal justice. Right. You know, a million dollars, I believe it's, it's a lot. (laughs) You, you have these owners that are standing by and, you know, cutting entire minor league baseball players. Like these are players who make $30,000 a year who, are you know basically asked to work 12 hour days at minimum and then they're not fairly compensated uh the conditions that they have in their locker rooms are often um not great i mean it you know it's basically high, high school locker rooms um they, they have to travel by bus they'll play a night game and then come play a you know, an afternoon game traveling five hours by bus. Uh, but you're just going to cut them because you, you figure, oh, we'll be we'll be in the red if we pay all them. Like, what? This is for real? You got, It's just, it's un, unreal to me how we cannot, we've lost our sense of what the greater good is, mm-hmm. period. So that that's what's frustrating to me is the people who have the most continue to ask for more from the people who have least. Absolutely. And you can see that in every segment of society right now. And it, and I mean it's it's very apparent in sports too. And that's where a lot of people can kind of grasp it a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> I think what's happening is America as we've talked about, you know, numerous times on this on this cast is you know america has really shown its true colors um you know from top to bottom uh and I, you know and, I, and i'm and i'm talking about you know the major corporations to 
you know, all the way to the bottom of the totem pole. I think it's just pretty much just like what you said is, you know, greed. Greed is what it is. Just it's, greed. it's been romanticized in media and Hollywood and, you know, books forever. So obviously, like, pe- people start to think that that's the way to do it. I mean, just think of school, um, at least for myself. I felt like it wasn't cool to have the answers. It wasn't cool to be smart. I'm What? And kids are going through that right now too. Same thing. Like, it's not cool to be smart. So, don't, you know, try to get B's instead of A's. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> That's wild. Ooh, so, that was, Okay. So that was that was one that was one question. That, that was the one question we ended up on a tangent. What do you know? <laughs> let's 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 knock out one more. Let's knock out another question. I like I like I like the questions. Okay. What you got? Oh, you you want me to get it? Oh yeah, I figured we go to college football then. Oh, so cool. we started with the NFL, then we'll go college football, okay. and then the last two are baseball. Ah, okay. All right, all right, all right. So I I did receive a question um, on Twitter. Um, from a guy by the name of Pete Graw. He sent me a message or tweet or whatever. And his question is, if you never attended Wisconsin, what college do you wish you would have gone to? Okay, let's let's say if Wisconsin was off the table, if Wisconsin never offered me, um, I don't know, I don't know how to interpret this question. Is it, is it based on you know of the offers that I had, or just any college? Period. Go with let's do one with offers that you had, and then we'll do one with any college. Period. Okay, yeah. So the offers. So if, if Wisconsin was off the table, and I had to go through the rest of the offers, I would have picked Iowa. Yeah. I would have picked Iowa. Uh Yeah, I know. Some people are probably cringing right now, but you know, based on the run game and all that stuff, you know, Iowa does do a great job of, you know, getting some offensive linemen and and having having a pretty solid run game. Um so I was always um intrigued with that, but obviously, you know, choosing Wisconsin was 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 the was the answer okay so iowa if hmm. i yeah yeah hmm. yeah you stick in the big 10 instead of going like where all did you have offers from i don't uh, think we've ever talked about this um, obviously wisconsin iowa illinois um um sorry wisconsin iowa illinois northwestern purdue indiana Stanford, um, and Mizzou. So I had about eight or nine, eight or nine offers. You wouldn't have gone to uh, Stanford to play with Andrew Luck? No, I still don't think I would have done it. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I I, I wanted to be away from home, but I didn't want to be that far. That's Um, true. I didn't want to go all the way to Cali. Um, so that, that would have been, 
obviously it, it's possible, but you know, for where I was at mentally and stuff, I, f- I wanted to stay relatively close. And obviously with Wisconsin's offer, I felt like that was just the best situation, not too far from home, et cetera. So if I didn't have any offers, and let's just say I was able to choose any cl- any college, um, you know, Liberty. I, I hate to say this. UTEP. No, nah, I, I, I wanted to be Utah State. I wanted to go to Ohio State. I did. I did. Uh, I, I wanted. I wanted to be a Buckeye. Um, just, just because the name. <laughs> and obviously, I, I did take a visit there, and I, and I, you know, it, it's got all the bells and whistles. And obviously, everyone knows it's a top university, top football program in the country. So yeah. I I I I would have been a Buckeye if I could just pick any college, but thank God I was able to, you know, go to Wisconsin. So, so that's that. I assumed you were going to say Alabama, but you took a different kind of easy way out. Nah, I I don't. I never would want to play in the South. Um, don't get me wrong; I think it'd be awesome, but nah, Ohio State. Would have been, would have been. Okay. They they do a not too far from home, and they and then, as we all know, they do a phenomenal job of producing, uh, you know, NFL talent. So, <clears throat> on the offensive side, though, uh, not okay, not as much as the, their defensive side. Yes, true. Um, I mean Zeke's doing pretty well. Yeah, that's true. But I, th- I feel like he would have done well anywhere. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I, I like that question. Thank you, Pete, for that question. That's I, I like those. I like those. Um, yeah, I like to see how much of a trader you are. And uh, let me tell you. Gosh, man. We know now. I got a really good friend who lives in Colorado, and she's a diehard Buckeye fan. She grew up in Columbus. So, you know, we make a bet every year. Um you know, based on obviously, if we, if, do, you, do you mean you lose a bet every year? Pretty much, exactly. <laughs> I've lost the last four years, I believe, and then obviously when we were playing in the Big Ten championship game, you know, we, you know, have a nice fifty to hundred dollar bet, and I'd lose every time. <sighs> so she's gonna love the fact that I said I wanted to be a Buckeye. I'll never hear the end of that. <laughs> never. Well, I mean, you got to give Cleve City of Cleveland something because they have the uh, Browns. So <laughs> the Browns and the Indians, right? Except, uh, yeah, the baseball team is uh, pretty good. So right, right, right. Yeah, that state needs something. The Cavs, the Indians, the uh, Browns, and then obviously right over in Columbus, you got the Buckeyes. Uh, yeah. They also have the Bengals. Don't forget that. Oh gosh, yeah, I forgot about Cincy. The Reds in yeah. baseball. Right, right. Jeez, that's, they got a lot of sports there. But my gosh, I don't know. But yeah, so I'd have been living in Ohio, Pete. Uh, I would have been living in Ohio. But thank goodness, Wisconsin came through. Dave Doran, who I think now is the head coach for NC State. You know, took a drive down to Missouri, sat in the living room, and talked to my parents. So, 
Really? Indeed. Yes, indeed. I remember it too. From uh, the Ohio State coach? Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. Dave Doran was the defensive coordinator at one point for Wisconsin. And oh, okay. Slash. Um, recruiter. Recruiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I was in his territory. So he came down and sat in the living room, talked to my parents, talked about obviously the university, talked about the program, et cetera, et cetera. We ate dinner. Um, yeah. Did your mom cook or did your dad cook? Uh, my dad cooked fried chicken, mashed potatoes. So you were potatoes. trying to impress him, is oh, what we're yeah. saying. Dude, he loved it. He. We are, uh, <laughs> yes, we're calling your mother out right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. He loved it. And yeah, my mom would, will be the first to tell you she's not the cook. Um, my dad is. She does a lot of other stuff. But yep. Yeah, man. Uh, those memories. I love to take a stroll down memory lane. So thank you, Pete. Um, Thank you, thank you. But one thing I always remind myself of, and it's what Chris Borland's grandfather, I think, told Chris Borland, is it's good to look back, but not good to stare. Interesting. Indeed. That's a good one. It is. It's good to look back. And I can tell that Chris Borland, you know, I'm jumping all over the place, but I can tell that he lives by that motto right now because he's so detached from the game of football and he's loving it. He's doing all other stuff that he wanted to do with his life. And that quote just sticks stuck, you know, sticks with me now, you know, it's good to look back, but don't stare. So thank you, Pete. Dude, that's so good for even being like sober, everything in life, you know? Absolutely. Wow. That's it's solid. It's a good one. I know. I, 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 you know, because I, I, I like it because I'll catch myself reminiscing on the, you know, quote, everyone says it, the good old days, as if now aren't good days. But, you know, of playing college football, all that stuff, having my face on a bus, all that stuff. But, you know, it's not good to stare. I got to let it go. <clears throat> Onward. So what's up, man? Well, I guess we got to talk about. What's it looking like for the future of sports? Now, we're a week past our last podcast, and I feel like every day there's new information, new news, new breaking news. Um, well, some more uh, some more Cardinals have tested positive. They've postponed the Cubs-Cardinals series now. They did. Uh, they did. Rob Manfred has come, to, come out and uh, – Basically, scolded the players. They've come out with some harder, uh, uh, some more involved guidelines for being on the road too. I mean, it 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 is partially the players' fault for this happening, but the fact that you don't want responsibility when you are the leader. I mean, you just look at what Adam Silver's done. Um, exactly. You know, I think he's probably the most successful commissioner out there right now and part of the reason is because he's got a collaborative a very collaborative relationship with everyone in in the league and that's how i mean you know his uh predecessor Mm -hmm. stern was before him too so um they came up with a plan you know what i mean they came up with a off the wall plan that is working that people kind of laughed about a little bit too, mm-hmm. but it's working so well. 
so well for them. They're, they they have zero positive tests down there in the bubble. Yep, for three straight weeks. That's impressive. I think, yeah, I think it's been three straight weeks. And the games have been fun. Like, what they're doing with the fans. Uh, one of my friends uh, from high school actually got to be on the fan, one of the fans at the game. You he, know? Did, he paid for it? He did it? She she did it, yeah. He did it? <laughs> yeah. So she she was there. At the end of the game, it was a game the Bucks won. Uh, you could see her behind the bench cheering. It was pretty It was pretty cool to see it. How much, uh, what did it her cost? sister shared a video. Did she say how much did it cost? I'm sure it, it no. fluctuates depending on the game. But that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the games have been really fun. I, it's interesting to see the different tactics that the different teams are taking. Like you and I were talking about this. Like you have the, the Lakers and the Bucks and um, a few more teams that are getting ready to. They're they're you could tell that they're gearing up for the playoffs. They don't really. They're they're trying different rotations. Uh, everybody's getting playing time. Everybody's getting chance to get their legs under them um and then you have other teams like obviously the suns are playing for their lives you have um all those teams down there like the nets that are also playing for their lives they're they're playing a little bit different basketball so um yeah i mean they're well yeah down there yeah um when when you when you did mention that early on I did get to thinking about it too, and I was like, "Yeah," because because I, I mentioned about the Lakers and stuff, and and I guess that is true. They're just still trying to just knock off the rust, get people back into playing shape. I mean, the Lakers added two players who are going to have decent minutes for them too: mm-hmm. um, Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. Uh, come playoff time, so they got to get them involved, and it's you could tell it's a balance. Um, I mean, you know, the Bucks. And Mavericks game last night was kind of an instant classic. Luka Doncic, man, that guy. How is he not the first overall pick? He's so good. You said Luka? Yeah. I like the way he plays. He plays very, it's like slow-ish, but it's so effective. It's Did you, He had a pass in, with a minute left in overtime between his legs to a streaking forward through the lane. And it was a perfect pass. Jeez. Dude caught it and dunked. Gosh, he he's he's very he's the reason they beat the Bucks last last I, night. I like I, he's entertaining, flashy, and it, it's yeah, I like it. I like the way he plays. I don't know why, but I get a I get a and I don't know. People may disagree with this, but I get a like a Jason Williams vibe or something like that from him. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why. Jason Williams? Yeah. Man. As in like white chocolate yep. Jason Williams? Yes indeed. Yes indeed. I don't know why. I guess I don't know guys. It's because of he passed his passes. Yep. <laughs> but they're they're different. Like I said, it they're not really ideal. Like I said, he should have been a number one overall pick. Jason Williams, while wow, highly effective and a uh, entertaining and a a good player. Mm-hmm. Nowhere near the yeah. top ten, right. you know, in the draft. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just get that vibe. 
Uh, but either way, very entertaining to watch. I like it. Have I noticed? I don't know if I. I don't know if I'm hearing it correctly or not. Are they generating sound? Yeah, for viewers, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, no, they're they're doing it for um, the athletes in the gym too, just like baseball is. Okay. Pumping in crowd crowd noise. Okay, so on the court, they're hearing the noise too. Baseball had to turn theirs up, so there weren't wasn't so much smack talk between the dugouts. Right. Yeah, you could you could tell that they were hearing each other, <laughs> that they were you know yelling across the other dugout and stuff and hearing each hear what each other's saying. So yeah, it's they got to crank that bad boy up. Yeah, yeah. That I, I mean, obviously we miss sports. It's it's good to have basketball back. We got hockey back now. That are in their own bubble. I honestly have not paid too close of attention to it. By too close of attention, I mean barely any. Oh, you some hockey? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I don't even know what their bubble really is. I um, am in the same it's the playoffs. I know it's the playoffs. Couple teams have been eliminated. Same with the NBA getting there to the playoffs. Bucks clinched number one seed in the East. Couple teams eliminated. The Blazers got eliminated. Blazers are gone. Yeah, that surprised me. I can't believe the Suns are still in it, and the Blazers are gone. That's going to be interesting, man. I, I, when do when do when does the first round start? I'm I'm not completely sure. Let me see. I can look it up quick. But yeah, I mean, you know, baseball. I would say still kind of spring training baseball. It's not. It's fun to see these youngsters come up and play. It's fun to see, uh, you know, these these good catches, the pitches that are just absolutely nasty. You're like, how is that physically possible? Uh, yeah, you know, these, you're tagging me in that I, stuff. <laughs> just, yeah, I feel like the, I feel like the hitting just is not. It's not even close to midseason yet, and obviously, it's still the start of the season. We're only two weeks in, but um, you, you got that like five, six day break for the Brewers in there. Brewers are not playing very good baseball at all at any facet of the game right now. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know what it is with baseball right now, but baseball is just like, oh, it's there. But basketball is a lot of fun. I've, I've even caught myself kind of paying attention to some teams I really don't care about at all. So, I mean, I think it's just, yeah, like I said, it's just good to have some sports back. It's good to, you know, be channel surfing and come across a game <laughs> that's live as opposed to, you know, reruns. And stuff like that. So it's just, I feel like it's, it's just refreshing. That's like the best way to put it. Um, it's real refreshing. And as we all know, sports bring people together. Um, you know, whether you have you know polarized opinions on politics, uh, polarized opinions about you know really anything, it seems like you know. You know, and there's no seeming like it's actually true. Sports bring people together from all walks of life, from all parts of the world. Um, so it's just refreshing is what it is. And especially during these times, we need stuff like that because, you know, nowadays it's like you're either, you know, which I think is a terrible mindset to have, but it's just what where our politics are heading. You're either with me or against me. 
kind of thing. And then when we start to hear something that contradicts what we think, we just shut our ears off, whether it's from an expert or from a friend or from wherever that's it's that's how it kind of is so yeah it's but yeah it's it's you know i I, i'm gonna i'm gonna dive into some baseball for sure because i actually really i is this like hold on is this like god of war dive into or is this like (laughs) i i'm really gonna do it kind of a dive into like Let's let's provide some context here so okay so those listening so RJ, let, let's let's even take him back to the to the uh, uh, Last of Us. So I started playing Last of Us. Maybe I touched, maybe I explained this earlier in a few episodes, but we'll touch on it again. I started playing Last of Us what two years ago? I think maybe. maybe yeah, I was going to say two or three years ago. Yeah, two or three years ago, maybe the beginning of 2017, or maybe the beginning of 2018. It might have been three years ago, 2017. You know, long story short, I played it. But then I got to this one part and I kept getting stuck. And, you know, I even started it out with once I talked to RJ, when I, when I, when I talked to you, man, I was like, I'm not really huge into zombie games. I'm not really huge into, like, you know, the Resident Evils, the, you know, you have four bullets and you got to, you know, kill every zombie with four bullets or whatever. You know, I was never really. Yeah, into but you have a knife. Right. I was never really into those games. So I stopped <laughs> playing Last of Us for like two years. Because I was stuck at the part in the hospital, uh, the generator. Well, obviously, I got back to it earlier this year and beat it. And you were just pretty much just like looking at me and pretty much just, I told you, I told you, I told you so. (laughs) Well, it was, I told you, once you get past that part, like that's when the story really ramps up and just stays at that level the whole time. True. So it was when... You were, you had a lot, a lot of time at night because you were in the hotel. It was right when you first started. You looked up how to beat that part, or actually, sure. I looked it up and sent it to you. You, you beat that part, yeah. and then like two days later, you're like, "Yeah, I beat it." Yeah, because I forgot. Like I would not forgot, but like that part, all the three years ago when I was playing it, I thought that you had to start the generator. And then go and try to kill the zombies to find the key card. I didn't know you just had to start it just so that door would, you know, the electricity would come on and that door would unlock. But long story, long, long story short, you were right. It's now my favorite video game of all time. And it would have been my favorite video game of all time if I had beat it three years ago. So now fast forward to God of War. You've been telling me the same thing. It's almost... The same thing you've been saying about Last of Us, but I'm kind of dragging my feet on God of War. But like I said in the last podcast, maybe the podcast before that one, I'm at that point now to where I finally put Last of Us to rest, and I'm going to play some God of War tonight. Um, Allegedly. No, I will. I will. Because I told you I want to play God of War. Obviously, that's going to take me probably two weeks to beat, depending on how, how long the game is. But I also told you about uh, Fall Guys, which I've been seeing all throughout social media and stuff right now, and and I downloaded that last night, and I'll be able to play some of that too uh, later today. Um, that seems like a Rocket League, though, like something you play in addition to exactly another game. Like it, it's not going to take away from a game you're playing. Exactly, that's a good point. And I feel like we can maybe start doing some streaming 
you know, we can stream, you know, our next cast or maybe two casts from today of some Fall Guys while we're still, you know, just talking to each other like we are now while playing Fall Guys. That would be that would be pretty funny. <laughs> that probably would be. Yeah. We'll have to look into that. We'll have to see what we have to do for like a setup. True. Because I don't know if people understand this. We're pretty lo-fi right now. We got two mics, a computer that only has like one gigabyte of memory left in it. And uh, that's kind of it. What is this? You said episode, this is episode 24? Yep. I think, uh, I think it's, we're due for, uh, you know, maybe, maybe purchase a, uh, you know, a gaming laptop. Oh, that's nah, no, 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 no. When we get to episode 50, that's the time we can think about that. That's expensive. You're talking, yeah. you're talking like a thousand dollars plus. That's actually probably cheap. You're talking like two thousand dollars. Oh yeah, screw that. Never mind. Yeah, a gaming laptop would be like is seriously like two two thousand dollars easy. So yeah, screw that. But yeah, I I'm I'm taking your advice, and I and I and I don't don't know why I'm dragging my feet on God of War. I've been been quite busy the last couple of weeks, but. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to play it and beat it because you told me about Last of Us and your opinions, your opinion about the game held up strong. I must definitely agree. So I'm going to take your word for God of War as well. So. It'll be inter- interesting to see where it st- stacks up because I know where it does for me and I'm not, not going to talk about that yet, but we'll talk about it when you beat it. So well, you know me. You know you you know me well enough now. You know once I get into something, just like you said with Last of Us, I'll beat it in three days. And you'll be <laughs> the thing is though, you'll dive deep, mm-hmm. <laughs> deep. Like I was, you'll be like. So I looked up the language that this one character was speaking, <laughs> and did you know that's a real language that they used to speak? And the writing on the walls is hieroglyphics. They right. really do exist somewhere in Norway. <laughs> For real, that's that's how I that's and I'll get into the music and I'll download the soundtracks and I'll look up the composer or whatever who made the song and it's I'll, Bear McCreary. I'll help you with that one right away. God, I'll get I'll get into it, uh, but yeah, it's 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 good times, man. It's good times. So let's let's get back to the original question or well, like statement that you made. Yeah, you're going to get into baseball. Oh, I. I'll be the first to admit I'm a Cardinals fan mainly because I'm from the St. Louis area and I grew up a Broncos fan. So I wasn't really into the Rams when the Rams were in St. Louis, uh, my entire family outside of my, you know, parents and my sisters are pretty much Rams fans. If they're not, uh, you know, Packer or Cowboys fans, so I grew up a Cardinals fan just because the Cardinals were all this, the state was really about. Um, but I don't really watch a lot of baseball. So I feel like I'm missing out on baseball. I'll be the first to admit that. So I really want to get into it because I feel like I'm missing out. You know, that FOMO is what I'm experiencing and I, and, I, and I hate experiencing it. So I think I need to get into it. 
just the, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep sharing these gifts because honestly, some of them I'm I'm my eyes pop and I'm like, holy wow, like this is the skill level that we're talking about when I when I'm talking about this stuff. But uh, seeing as how we're on baseball, um, another question we got was, uh, are the Brewers at a disadvantage because of the designated hitter? Seem that they did a better job managing their bullpen. Ooh. I think that going into this shortened season, every single National League team is at a disadvantage to the American League because the designated hitter was an American League rule. That was the difference between the American League and the National League. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think fully healthy. The Brewers are at a serious disadvantage. Um, the Brewers were definitely one of the teams that managed their bullpen creatively. Uh, right next, right up there with the Tampa Bay Rays, I, I would say. Um, they the Brewers did a lot of uh, interesting things with their pitching staff, and that's why they've never had that stud ace. Uh, they might have one in a couple years in Brandon Woodruff, and if Corbin Burns can ever learn a little bit of a command. He, his stuff is some of the best stuff I've seen a Brewers pitcher have since uh, Ben Sheets. So, and I know that mean, means nothing to you. That name means nothing to you. But. I was like, wait, who? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't think they're at a disadvantage because they could have Ryan Braun DHing. They have Justin Smoke and Logan Morrison who, one can play first, one can DH. Uh, they've kind of set themselves up to be able to have that, and it really doesn't affect the way that they manage their bullpen. Um, as far as taking a – it takes a little bit away from maybe how their manager was in game compared to other managers. Like he could out outfox some other – uh, divisional rivals like the Reds and, or the Cubs who have a first-year manager. It makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like uh, they're not as set up as they would be if they were an American League team that went into the season thinking about having a DH. But I don't think they're in as bad of a place as um, some other National League teams. So it's... I feel like maybe that's part of the reason that this uh, baseball season hasn't felt. I don't know. It's not the DH thing. It's not. It's the baseball hasn't been high quality right now. It's not high quality baseball. It's it's just fine is kind of what it is. Although I will say we, we talked about the integrity of the sport and the Marlins. Dude, the Marlins just keep winning. They have a, a minor league baseball team they're throwing on the field against major league competition, and they just keep winning. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, that's just that's crazy. I don't I don't understand how the Marlins are doing it, but they're doing it. I don't. I just need to, like I said, I just need to get up get up to par with baseball just to understand, you know, what you guys even talk about. When watching this, I mean, don't I understand the basics of the sport? I mean, I get it. I mean, I most definitely get it. But when you start talking about all these stats and all these errors and all, I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just, <laughs> so. I don't know. I don't know. I, I you know what a DH is? 
Do I need to explain that? Yes, you do. Okay. So <laughs> in the National League, which is the Brewers and Cardinals, uh, every other year before this year, the pitchers hit for themselves. Right. So, started, you know, basically they would be in the nine spot. Sometimes they'd be in the eighth spot if you tried to get cute, but really you'd put them in the nine spot. And then when you went to, when you were going to sub a pitcher out, you would have a, somebody hit for them. And then the pitcher would come in for that person. Um, this year, so the American League has always had the designated hitter, which is you have somebody who's going to hit for the pitcher. So pitchers never step in. So in the National League, it was basically an automatic out. You had like two or three pitchers that maybe hit over 150 a year. Mm-hmm. So every 10 at-bats, they would get a hit 1.5 times. Like, you know, and maybe they had uh, close to a 200 on base percentage, which means every time, 10 times they're up, they get on base two times. You know, that's not good at all. It's basically an automatic out. Um, but the Brewers had a couple of pitchers that could, could swing the lumber a little bit. They could, they could hit. Uh, the American League always had, like I said, the designated hitters. So you had a, a position player or somebody who is a good hitter hit for the pitcher. So their lineups were, there were no real weak spots in an American League lineup. Right. And now this year you have a DH in both leagues. Okay. Does that make sense? That does, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see why they, yeah. Do I? I'm, I'm glad you answered that question. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, Daniel Anderson asked another question uh, about the Brewers. For me, who's my all-time favorite Brewer? That's a good question, and it made me think because uh, I wasn't sure the answer. Like my gut as a kid, it was always, you know, Robin Yant. I remember being a little kid. And he's looked at as the best brewer of all time. Um, and I don't really remember watching him play. Um, but I remember knowing who he was and being excited. Um, I was just I was excited when I got his baseball card. and um, I'd be out in the yard throwing the ball against the cement patio of the neighbors and having it bounce back and pretending like, you know, I'm Robin Yon playing the outfield or um, – you know, when I hit, mm-hmm. I would pretend that I was him. But thinking about it more and more, someone who I actually, you know, watched and I can remember watching. Uh, I I mean, there's moments that I absolutely, like, stand out for me. Of, you know, CC Sabathia's run when the Brewers traded for CC Sabathia for four months and Actually, I think it was three months, and he carried the Brewers to the playoffs. It was the first time they made the playoffs, and it was like 20-some years. That was so much fun. Um, and I was, you know, that was the year that Ben Sheets was still on the team. And I think that's my answer now is Ben Sheets is my favorite Brewer. Like, his curveball. He was so good. He didn't really have much of a defense behind him. He never had offensive support. Always one of the best pitchers in in baseball. Um, he was always 
It, he did it in the steroid era too. So when offense was at its best, he was still a dominant pitcher. And Ben Sheets was at the end of his time with the Brewers, and he got to be there with when CC led him to the playoffs. Like, yeah, that that was a lot of fun. And then the year they beat the Diamondbacks, they won their first playoff series. Uh, Jerry Harrison Jr. I will never forget this because we were eating at Great Dane down around the Capitol, and your family obviously didn't care about baseball. The baseball game was on, so you guys were having a conversation. I'm watching the baseball game. Jerry Harrison Jr., just like this journeyman player who was really fundamental. He got everything out of his talent. Mm -hmm. Dude, on a base hit, goes second to home. And this slide he had was so incredible around the catcher. He slid like three foot feet from home plate to get around the catcher and then jumped and touched the touched the plate to beat the catcher's tag. And I jumped up out of my seat and I'm like, oh my God, did you just see that slide? Did you see that slide? And Ashley's, what are you doing? Sit down. <laughs> Nobody cares. Sit down. And I'm just like, are you serious? You didn't see that? It was like, dude, it was like when John Elway did the flip in the Super Bowl. Like, that's how great that slide was. <laughs> he just compared it to John Elway's yes, flip. I did. <laughs> I don't know. A little bit of a difference because it wasn't the World Series. But listen, to Brewers fans, to Brewers fans, it was the World Series. All right? Now it's not anymore because we've had success. And yes, I said we. But <laughs> I guess I, that was huge. You don't understand how many years we went through being a laughing stock. Like there was nothing to root for. Nothing. Jeremy Burnitz. <laughs> That's it. Jeff Jenkins. Ooh. He's a, ooh. <laughs> like these players who were great for the Brewers, but then they got traded to a different team and they were barely mediocre. So it's safe to say you like the uh, Brewers, huh? <laughs> Listen, okay, that slide made me change how I slid after that. Yes, I didn't really play baseball anymore, but now I use that slide a lot. Like, that was so, man, that's game changing. That's how everybody should slide. You're never going to get tagged out. You're a student, period. Of, student of the game. Student. Goodness, that was amazing. That's pretty cool, though. That's what I'm saying. That's why I, I feel like I'm missing out, missing out on moments like that. Um, so I gotta check it out. I gotta check it out. I I have a question. This is a change of subject, but this isn't. This is this. This I, I want your opinion on this. You know, I don't. You know, I want your opinion on this? I'll be quick. <clears throat> so, NCAA, right? The, the 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 football players. Let's just talk about football. They have an option of opting out, correct? Or do they not? I I, I I'm um, struggling. To I think that. So is there's a I think from what I've heard and what I've read, there's different opinions. Um, mm -hmm. From what I've seen, yeah. I thought a judge just ruled. Either was a, yeah, I thought there was a judge that just ruled that NCAA players can opt out, and their scholarships still have to be honored. Okay, okay, but I don't know if that was just a state or I don't even know why a judge was ruling on that. Maybe it was just a conference said that. Right. Well, either way, let's say either, either way, 
it doesn't really matter for this question. I just realized because as an athlete, a top athlete, what was his name? Uh, lineman for Ohio State who decided not to play, just went and trained because he knew that he was going to be number one and number two. Uh, Bosa. Uh, oh, yep. So my Joe, Joey was it Joey or Nick? It must have been Joey because Nick was already playing. Either way, well, let me get to the question. So, if you were Trevor Lawrence, I would not be playing exactly, even if there's no pandemic. <laughs> exactly. What does he have to prove? He can. Leave, I think leave, and we all know school's going to be online or whatever, so he can go train for a semester or two semesters where prior to the combine and just just you're going to be number one overall he has well to prove it, this is kind of like um and the andrew luck thing though right like mm. andrew luck showed everything that pro scouts wanted to see like that everybody knew he was gonna be a number one pick right um I think Trevor Lawrence is not on the same level as Andrew Luck, though. Um, I think there's a few things that that scouts want to see Lawrence do um, as far as some throws be made, right. at least from what I can tell. Because uh, like both McShay and Kuyper, and I've seen um, – goodness, I'm – forgetting his name oh my goodness uh greg cosell who he breaks down a lot of uh college prospects going to pros and then he breaks down the nfl right really well like this dude this dude when he breaks it down you need to listen because he's got it down to a science what he talks about and he he even says like there's a lot of variables that go in that he cannot account for he just says what he sees on the field so I don't know. He's got a. He's very one of the smartest analysts. Uh, like I pay attention to anything he says, but um, they've all said that there's certain throws and adjustments that they'd like to see him make, mm-hmm. uh, make them more them feel more comfortable about him being the first pick. I I feel like that both Kuiper and McShay have somebody else at number one. And then there's a couple more quarterbacks that they have like at the same level as Lawrence. So as far as Lawrence, I probably wouldn't. But like, you know, you've already seen two of the top wide receivers in this draft, Minnesota and Penn State. Was it Penn State? I think it was Penn State's wide receivers. Uh, their best wide receivers opted out. You got a defensive end who opted out. Yep. Who's uh, like the best pass rusher. Um. That is it. You, you got a lot of players that are, but then UConn just canceled their entire season. They did. <clears throat> and then all of the Power Five conf- conferences, like an AD and every single Power Five conference, says it's only a matter of time before fall sports are canceled. So that's. If you're. That's, uh, why would you put yourself in that situation if you're just a student athlete? Like, you know, if if you play, but really your pro prospects are limited exactly yeah i don't know it's yeah it's a different conversation of course when you know comparing it to nfl or or professional athletes um you know yeah compared to kids exactly (laughs) student athletes got more to think about whether it's you know is their year 
they're going to be able to preserve that year of eligibility or is it going to be transferred to the spring? You know, it's like what what's a lot's going to be. I think we're going to know a lot within the next month, maybe the end of this month. We'll know. We'll know what's going to happen. But I kind of wanted to hear your feedback on that because I've just been thinking about it. I've been reading up on it. And I'm just like, man, as if I was Trevor Lawrence, I mean, I feel like he's got way more to lose than to prove. But, 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 you know, you can say the same standpoint for me, staying for my senior year, I had way more to lose. And so it's all, yeah, it just depends on the, the athlete. So it's funny you say that because I did say that. <laughs> yeah. So, I said that to anybody who would listen. Yep. <laughs> no matter what you're going to do, it's going to be looked at worse because your stats were not up to the level they were your junior year. Exactly. I agree. I agree. But wasn't there another question about that? Uh, playing was college football in the fall compared to the spring? Ah, uh, indeed. There was. There was. Uh, I will read that question here. Um, we have a question from Mark. On Twitter, Mark Bombkamp sent me a tweet and a, a question, and it says, okay, pros and cons of a college football player playing in the spring instead of fall. Pros. Well, no, let me say, let me let me start with the cons of playing in the spring instead of the fall. Well, I you know, I, I, you know, as a former player, football is not the same in the spring as it is the fall. Everyone knows that. You know, you, you love the, you know, the seasons, the, 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 the change of the seasons. You love the fall. You love the weather. You love, you know, the night games during the fall. You love Halloween games. You know, all of that. Thanksgiving, Christmas, it's just, you know, that's just the best time, in my opinion, to play football. There's a lot of con or a lot of, you know, cons with playing in the spring as opposed to the fall. But the pros, in my opinion, of playing in the spring, uh, weather, of course, but I, but I, but I have to just obviously state the obvious. The pros of that would be we, we will be more equipped for COVID. We will have more testing. We will have more. You'll have games. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We'll have games. We'll have more of a, bubble like structure i'm not saying it's going to be like a bubble but we would at least have a plan so that's the pros to to pushing it to the spring um well here's a a con too for like you know your upperclassmen your juniors and seniors if you get hurt in the spring you have no time to rehab before the nfl draft Jeez, yes you basically you're your draft stock is going to plummet depending on how the injury is because of not being able to work out, not being able to show, you know, true numbers that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's, it's, you're, you, you play in the spring and you roll right into combine training. <laughs> and then if you get hurt in the spring, next season is going to be fall. Mm. So you could get hurt in the spring and then, either miss fall or miss half of fall. Like you may not be a hundred percent and you try to fight through it and you end up having a bad season. Like, yeah, that's a, that's, that, that's a major con for sure. Not trying to be a Debbie downer, but that's true. it's just something else to look at. The recovery. I think if they move it to spring, it'd be 
great just to have the sport, you know, but let's just everyone wear a mask, you know, <laughs> let's, let's try to get to September with the, the cases right. very low and then we'll go from there and maybe push it back to October start time. Yeah. How's that? Sound? It's right. Cause it, it's so hard to think what the next season or two seasons from now is going to present that being, you know, <clears throat> weathers, wet weathers, the weather, like, as in like, what's going to come in September, the fall or whatever, or like, we don't, it's, it's so hard to think two, three, four, five, six months ahead right now, because it seems like every day you wake up, I rush to Twitter news to see what the heck happened or is happening. Yeah, that is, that is the case. I mean, so, you know, some quick question um, from your mother, who we may or may not have thrown under the bus a little bit earlier in the show. Ideas for family time and vacations due to the virus. Mm. Mm. Ideas for family. It's tough, man. I mean, I think the best thing that we can do as a family or for anybody who's listening, obviously to still be able to have that vacation vibe, but also being safe and kind of, you know, away or secluded from large populations of people. I think something awesome would be maybe a road trip or an RV trip to the Grand Canyon or at least around the Grand Canyon or something like that. Maybe Utah or, or like I said, yeah, Arizona or Nevada, kind of just checking out that part of the country. I think road trip wise, I think would be pretty sweet. I think you still get that vacation vibe, but also, you know, you would be in a safe environment, you know? So that's my, my take. What do you got? Um, I mean, for parents, Ash and I have been talking about this, doing like a staycation. Let the kids go to grandma and grandpa's and, uh, you know, stay in for like a full weekend or whatever, catch up on some sleep. <laughs> we haven't really taken too much advantage of that uh, yet this year. So there's that. But like family time, I mean, uh, really just going to the park and letting our kids run. But, um, you know, there's the, uh, on basically any system you have or computer Jackbox party games, um, there's like those trivia games or like the ones where you make up your saying, right. And then you vote on the funniest one. You play those over the phone and, um, Ashley has actually done this with friends and we could do it as family too, is, uh, you stream it on youtube people can watch it or you have it on zoom or whatever so people can see the question and then everybody's just on their phone online and then you can type in your answers oh that's pretty cool yeah so uh you don't have to be in the same location and you can have like a family game night right right. they have like i think they're up to number six and there's four per um yeah there's four four per party pack or whatever. So they, you know, you have 24 games you get to choose from, uh, that you can play. 
So there, there's an idea for some family time. That, that Jackbox TV you're talking about, right? Yep, exactly. Right. right. Exactly. That is pretty um, Yeah. And then we, you know, we mentioned like uh, Fall Guys, but there's always you know, Mario Kart. Um, I need to bust that out again. I got the N64. Smash Brothers. 64 right over here. So. Oh, yeah, you're talking you about know, Switch. Well, I mean, we could do both. You don't. Right. Who's limiting? <laughs> There, yeah, it's definitely a time to get creative. Uh, right? I got double up I mean, too. Ashley and I haven't been on a date since New Year's. Like, <laughs> we didn't go on a ton to begin with, but yeah, just that's crazy to think about. It is. Oh yeah, you're. No wonder I'm so tired. You're for sure in the doghouse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, you know nothing else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's where I live. Right. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. I I feel like maybe we could come back with some some more creative ones too uh, yeah. for next week. Just some something quick, some quick getaways. Absolutely. I would stay away from the Wisconsin Dells right now, though. Yep. Um, yep. That's not something that I would plan on doing. So, all right. Well, if anybody has any topics or questions, hit us up. Untappedkeg.com, Untappedkeg on Facebook, at Untappedkeg on Twitter, um, Untappedkeg on Reddit. Uh, you know, uh, we're always looking for topics or stories or um, you know, f- feel free to share our posts, uh, see if anybody wants to ask other questions that we may not reach. Uh, we're going to find you months. Yes, indeed. I, uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Monte ball 28. Find me on Instagram at Monte ball, obviously the untapped pages as well. And send us message topics, like RJ said, stories, um, anything, really. Um, we'll most definitely attack it. RJ, where can they find you? I'm at It's Trickster on Twitter. The Ian Trickster is a one. Uh, yeah, get at us. Uh, you know, Rate us on iTunes or your podcast uh, platform of choice uh share us around a little bit um you know sports are back these are gonna be a lot more fun episodes i think uh we really didn't have much to talk about as far as sobriety goes this episode but generally we have a story or two we do um but it's just so much fun to get into sports so (laughs) that's what we're gonna do for a minute absolutely uh but last but not least before we stop i did say that i would talk about this the last episode and i'll make it quick because I asked you your superhero power, and it was, uh, I think that was the last episode, right? Or two, uh, that two was episodes. Uh, a couple episodes ago, yeah. So I'm gonna get back to that. You said luck, which I think that's an awesome answer, and I'll be quick with mine. My superhero power, if I could choose one, would be I would like to be the Flash. I feel like, you know, is this because you're never really fast on the football field? Most likely, <laughs> <laughs> I always try to think. One superhero power that really I can do anything with, and I think it's being super fast like that, like the Flash. I could travel anywhere in the blink of an eye. I can pull some funny pranks or whatever on the president. Uh, 
or while he's doing his speeches, maybe turn his toupee sideways or his wig or whatever sideways. But yeah, it'll just be that, that, that would be mine. And I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Generic. I like it. Generic. Well, all right. I'm going to go test out this fall guys later today and guys, uh, tune in next week. Maybe we'll be streaming. Maybe we won't be, um, Maybe we'll have a better idea on if we can. Right. Touche. All right. Thank you guys for listening. You guys have a, let's try to be better today, tomorrow than we were today. Because at least if we're not, we were trying. So. Yes, sir. Have a good week, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.